following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Get ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Sam, what's going on? Not much, man. Just another beautiful day in paradise, Daryl. I know that's right. Hey, and we're in Florida, Sam. The weather's so spectacular here in Palm Coast, Florida, man. Hey, man, you can't beat it. You wake up in the morning, it's nice and warm. I feel bad for the people in the Midwest and (laughs) (laughs) dealing with the snow and the cold weather. Yeah, I know. It makes me cold just thinking about it. Hey, but, Sam, since we're in the wintertime, and it is March, man. It is March madness all over the United States. Everybody's going crazy, filling out their brackets. Offices are in trouble because it's gambling. They shouldn't be doing it, but everybody's doing it. Who do you have as an upset, Sam, in the um, in the west of the, of the NCAA tournament? Or do you have any upsets? Well, just looking at my bracket, uh, you know, it's uh... – out west, the matchup uh, that I, I really have my eye on is Ole Miss and uh, the Ole Miss Wisconsin. That's a twelve-five seed and twelve-five uh, matchup. And uh, I'm going to go with the um, SEC champs, Ole Miss. You know they got uh, Marshall Henderson. He's a gunslinger. He, he's a young man that a young man that uh, that that really uh, doesn't mind shooting the ball from anywhere on the court. Uh, he had a very productive season uh, in the SEC. Uh, the coaches kind of slighted him. And uh, didn't vote him to the all-conference first team. But for a young man to average close to 20 points a game, uh, night in and night out in a tough conference uh, like the SEC, uh, was a lot of pressure on Ole Miss coming into the uh, SEC championship. They were on the bubble, and uh, they pretty much – they won out and controlled their own destiny, uh, upset Florida yesterday for the SEC championship. A little disappointed that they are 12 seed, but uh, I think they got a really good draw on the Wisconsin team from the Big Ten that likes to slow down the tempo. I, I like that pick, Sam, but, you know, I'm going to stretch it even further. I'm going to take the number one seed going down to Southern University. You know, if there ever was a David and Goliath, this Southern that is is a Goliath. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, That's the David and, and – um, Gonzaga is a Goliath, so I'm going with the, the, the bottom of the bottom. I'm scraping at the bottom of the pit in the West, taking Southern, who's a 16th seed, to beat the number one seed. And, man, you know, it's happened before, but I think we can see it again this year. I, I don't know if a number one seed has ever lost in the first round, but uh, if you're going to go out on the limb and make that type of prediction, man, you might want to go and go to Vegas and, uh, and place a bet. Uh, just, just looking at the Western uh, – 
Western region, uh, I really like Gonzaga to um, to advance and put at least to the um, Elite Eight. When you look at some of the teams that they're going to have to face later on down the road, uh, I also like uh, out in the West, uh, Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State, uh, they, they played in the Big Ten. They're going to be battle tested. Uh, they end up winning the Big Ten championship. They have a potential second round uh, matchup versus Notre Dame, but. Uh, I, I I don't know. I don't see Southern upsetting uh, Gonzaga. Well, either. Sam, that that's my pick. It, it, it's you know, a you, prediction, but yeah, hey, that's, uh, that's my prediction. Now, know, Sam, who do you see coming out of the West? If you're going to take, I mean, we've given our upsets. Who do you see coming out of this out of this region, the Western region? Uh, as much as I hate to say this, I, I really can see. Uh, I'm going to go with New Mexico. I'm going to go with the Lobos uh, and Coach Alford, their team that uh, they play out west. A lot of people don't get to, uh, to see them play a lot, but uh, you know, I had an opportunity to see them play once or twice this year. Very impressed uh, with the roster and the job that Coach Alford has done. Uh, that this is a team that uh, that's going to really surprise a lot of people when they uh, finally get an opportunity to to, to see. Uh, New Mexico play so I, I I think New Mexico has a great shot of coming out the West and making it all the way to the Final Four. Wow, I think that's a good pick, Sam. And I, and that's not you know that's not a big stretch, but um, I think when we when I look at this at the Western at the West region, I really think that um, I think Notre Dame has a shot, man. As much as I don't like to pick Notre Dame in any sport, I really think that Notre Dame has a shot of coming out of this out of this region. I, you know they they play some they play some good teams this year. Um, I hope they do a they, better they job. A I hope they do a better job than the football team did in the uh, BCS national championship game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but Sam, when we look at the southern region. You know, um, I, who would be an upset coming out of the southern region? Now, a big upset for me would be um, Florida Gulf Coast beating Georgetown. You know, I'm a Floridian, and I love all of our Florida schools, except maybe the Gators, and I do love them a little bit. But um, I'm always pulling for these Florida schools, man, and that would be a humongous upset, Florida Gulf Coast. Now, this team did beat the University of Miami, a two-seed in this tournament. But um, what do you think about that? Uh I haven't had the opportunity to see a Florida Gulf Coast play, but uh, any team that beats the University of Miami's basketball team, uh, which has had an outstanding season in the ACC, they're the regular season champs and the uh, tournament champs. Uh, you, you have to be uh, you have to be weary of them. And uh, Georgetown, uh, they could be ripe for upset with the style of play that they play. Uh, but uh, I, I really like the Hoyas. I think they're a battle tested team. They're going to be tough. I like them in a close game. Another matchup that uh, that. I'm going to go with uh, Minnesota, the 11 seed over uh, the number six seed, uh, UCLA. UCLA got upset in the uh, conference championship, and uh, I, I really like Tubby Smith. Tubby Smith is a um, he's a great basketball coach. Uh, he has some tough, hard nosed teams. Uh, Minnesota has been battle tested all year, playing in arguably the toughest conference in college basketball, the Big Ten. So. Uh, I look for Minnesota to upset them in round one, and uh, I look for Minnesota to uh, to make some noise in this tournament. You know, I, I really like uh, Tubby Smith. I admire him a lot. You know, I, I enjoyed seeing him coach at uh, Kentucky and winning the national championship at Kentucky. But, um, you know, man, um, I, it's, it's hard to say that 
Kansas is the number one is is the number one team because that coach really ripped them at one point in the season, and you wonder how how they would respond. Well, they responded very well, came back and had an awesome season, um, and I really think Kansas is the number one seed in this in this region. But I think they're the best team in this region too. Oh, hey, uh, the jury's going to be out on that. We have uh, you got a Florida team that's going to. Um that that can be a dangerous team. Also, Michigan, man. Uh, Michigan started off sixteen and zero. They kind of stumbled uh, to the finish line. But uh, possibly the best point guard in America, and Trey Burke, uh, one of the best wing players, and Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, uh, they have lots of talent. But uh, the, my question for the Wolverines is, what, which Wolverine team is going to show up? You know, they have a. Um, a potential second-round matchup with VCU, which has been a trendy uh, Final Four pick by a lot of uh, America's finest sports analysts. Uh, I'm not so sure about that one. Uh, I really like the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, when, when you watch this team, uh, Coach Self has a, a tough-minded team. Uh, they've been on the road. they played in some hostile environments. But uh, when you look at Kansas' potential round two matchup, they can be playing a very storied uh, North Carolina team in the, in the former Kansas coach Roy Williams, so uh, that's a potential matchup that uh, that I would like to see in round two. But uh, when, when you get to the nuts and bolts of things, and uh, if you want to know who I feel will win this region, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Georgetown. They're going to they're going to barely get by Florida Gulf Coast, but they're going to move on to the Final Four. I really like this team. Uh, they lost a tough game. Uh, in the Big East uh, tournament, but I really like this Georgetown team a lot. You know, when you look at Billy Donovan and what he's did in the NCAA tournament, I mean, he's done some remarkable things. He has two national championships under his belt, and he's, and he's won the NIT tournament. Um, you know, he's, he's, I know, one of few coaches that have done both of those. But you got to wonder, can Georgetown get past a, a hot Florida team? If Florida can get hot, you can almost see them winning four games in a row, maybe even five. So I'm not going to count this Florida Gators team out, and I really think we're going to probably see them beat Georgetown and uh, and maybe make it to the make it to the uh, final and be at that final eight. That'll be a um, sweet sweet sixteen matchup for birth and um, elite eight. Uh, but just looking at this South region, man, uh, and looking at the overall bracket. Um, uh, it's safe to say, in my opinion, that this is the toughest region in the in the whole tournament. You have uh, Kansas, you got uh, North Carolina, VCU, Michigan, UCLA, Florida, Georgetown. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, it's, to me, this is the toughest region in the bracket. So, uh, whoever come out the South, man, they're going to be battle tested, and uh, they, they might be limping to the finish line. Well, you know, the Eastern region has a lot of interest for me, man. My alma mater, University of Miami. You know, what we're famous for in basketball is Rick Barry and the granny, granny free throw shot. You know, and his three sons playing in the NBA following his footsteps. But now, the University of Miami, first team to win the ACC, ACC tournament and the ACC and not be the number one seed in the, S- in the NCAA tournament. Man, this is unbelievable. But I'm very, very happy, very proud of this team. And, uh, man, I know the Larkin family is very happy, too, to see their, see their son become the AC Tournament Player of the Year, the um, Player of the Tournament, and have an awesome season and lead this team to the NCAA. He, uh, uh, Mr. Larkin has done a great job as a point guard of leading uh, 
the Miami Hurricanes basketball team to elite status. Uh, you know, I, I must be the first to admit that I, I wasn't very impressed with Miami early on in the year, and I didn't think that they would be able to sustain the level of play that they started off playing with. But uh, I, I must admit, boy, was I wrong. And uh, even some of the games that they lost, they were very close games. They were heartbreaking games, uh, tip-ins. And, uh, you know, th- th- this is a tough team. Any team that comes out the ACC, that uh, they go to Duke, they go to Carolina, that, that plays North Carolina State, that has to go to and, and play Maryland. You know, this is going to be a tough team. This is a team that uh, not only took those blows, but they delivered knockout blows. And uh, I, I really like this Miami team a lot. And, and I really think it's a blessing in disguise for them that they are not a number one seed because, to me, they have uh, um, they have one of the best regions that you can be in. They uh, I, I really like this team a lot, man. I, I can see them – and possibly Indiana playing in the Elite Eight, and I can see Miami nudging uh, Indiana in advancing to the Final Four. And, uh, you know, who would have thought that the University of Miami uh, basketball team would be more popular than the Miami Hurricanes uh, football program? But, hey, Daryl, you can answer that when we come back. You're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. We'll be right back to continue breaking down NCAA tournament. flagship station for sports voice america sports okay sports fans here's your opportunity to discuss football america's favorite sport on an annual basis millions of people attend watch and listen to football both pro and college ray ellis sports an internet talk radio show was developed with the fan in mind Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. 
Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Sam, you know, we're talking about this eastern uh, region. And Miami is definitely my team that's, that I'm pulling for to come out. I'm picking them to win the whole thing because they're my alma mater. Haven't been to the NCAA tournament in a long time. I got to pick them. You Can't know, wear uh, your emotions on your sleeves. Man. I have to, man. You know, I, ha- I have no money on this game. You know what I mean? I have no money on this tournament. But I got to pull for my team and pick them to go all the way. Well, I'll tell you what, man. They definitely have a very uh, tournament-friendly uh, region that they're in. Uh, don't see many stumbling blocks. Uh, a, a potential uh, Sweet 16 matchup versus Butler or Marquette if uh, the seedings hold true. But, uh, I mean, like, like I said, this is a tough Miami team. Uh, I, I can see them getting to the Final Four. And once you get to the Final Four, anything can happen. Uh, but, you know, you got to go out. You got to play the game. And uh, they haven't really been in the NCAA tournament atmosphere. So, uh, you know, that's going to be interesting for a lot of these teams, how they're going to handle the um, the pressures of playing in the NCAA tournament. Uh, but uh, if Miami continues to play like they played in the regular season and in the ACs, ACC championship, uh, they they shouldn't have any problems. You know, and and Sam, who do you, who do you see as an underdog coming out of this region? You know, it's it's a lot of teams that you could pick as underdogs, but are they one that you look at and say, I think this team has a chance to to come out of this region? In in the East, you, you know, uh, the the potential upset that I would go with in the East region is that if North Carolina State can get past Temple. I can see them potentially upsetting Indiana, a number one seed in the um, in the second round of the tournament. And the reason why is North Carolina State, they have a, a, a boatload of talent on that team. They underachieved. They were the preseason picks to win the ACC tournament. And, uh, you know, the ACC is one of the, the toughest uh, conferences in all of college basketball. Um, very uh, – a very talented group of young men. If they can, if they can get their act together, uh, you're talking about a potential great second round matchup with uh, Indiana and North Carolina State. But I really feel that uh, in the East, that the seeds are going to pretty much hold true, and the higher seeds are going to advance. And you know, and this being the uh, 30 year anniversary of that Derek Wittenberg shot and the Jimmy V thing, you know that would be that would be quite a story if NC State could make a run in this year's tournament. I think that'd be something real special. But Sam, when I look at the overall picture of college basketball this year, I just don't see any standout teams. I don't really see any standout individuals. You know, and when we look at some players in the past, where we saw Kevin Durant playing at Texas. Or, um, you know, we, we've seen some great players come through college where we just really have not seen that player come, come through college this year. I have not seen him. I, I think uh, that there's a number, uh, any number of probably ten guys that you can put name in a hat and you can say that he's uh, this year's uh, – College Player of the Year. Uh, I, I don't think that there will be a consensus National Player of the Year this year. I think you're going to have guys splitting that vote. You're going to have two or three different guys, depending on the um, the media um, outlet that um, names that winner. Uh, you're right. We don't have a Kevin uh, a Kevin Kevin Durant. We don't have a, a John Wall. 
we don't have an Anthony Davis, a guy that's just a clear-cut player that was the most dominant player in college basketball. We don't even have a clear-cut number one team uh, in the country. You know, uh, teams play musical chairs all year long with the number one uh, with the number one ranking. And uh, speaking of the number one ranking, the overall number one seed in the um, NCAA basketball tournament this year is Louisville. They are the Big East champions. Uh, they're a Rick Pitino coach team. Uh, they're a team that, uh, that won uh, the Big East championship, man. And uh, they were down by 16. They could have folded. And they, they came back and ended up beating Syracuse by, by 17 points, man. That was a very impressive victory uh you're talking about a team that a lot of people are picking to cut down the nets and uh coach patino didn't even have his kids uh cut down the nets in the big east championship after after they won the tournament uh he said that there's unfinished business uh to be done so uh what do you think about that well man i'm gonna tell you something i'm not a rick patino fan i haven't been for quite a long time um it, rick patino has karma against him you know, here's a guy that paid a woman to have an abortion for him, and then she goes to jail for trying to extort money for him, from him. So, man, you know, he, he, he has dirty laundry. I don't like people with dirty laundry and pretend okay, like Okay, Darrell, let me ask you something, man. Go I'm, ahead. Not, I'm not a lawyer, but uh, Go ahead. there's nothing wrong with paying somebody to have an abortion, right? No, nah, I'm just saying, but, man. But there is something wrong with trying to extort money from someone. Hey, listen to me. We as coaches are here to set examples for our kids. And when, 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 when so it was a, and this man has five children of his own. I'm not, Come condo- on, man. I'm not, I'm not condoning so, what so, coach, what coach Patino did, but okay. we're all human, man. We all make mistakes. And uh, I'm sure he paid a heavy penalty for his mistakes. He still mistakes. got his job. He still got the job, Sam. He's still there. He's still keep teaching young men. Young men setting bad examples for he set a bad example that one time. In a lot of cases, Sam, a lot of people would have lost their job behind what he did. But because he's Rick Bettino, because he's a powerful man in Kentucky, he got away with it. And I, I just can't see him. He, he probably won't pay, make it past the second round because Karma's not on his side, man. All That's right. Just, speaking of the midweights, speaking of, of this uh, bracket, uh, any potential upsets? Who do you uh, who do you see uh, being upset? In the Midwest, I see the number one team going down in the second round. Is that because uh, you don't like Patino, or or you think that uh, Missouri or Colorado State is going to be a better opponent than Louisville? Because I tell you what, you might not like the um, the guy that's coaching Louisville, but if you watch them play in the Big East tournament, you you will become fans of uh, this Louisville team. This is a oh. team that 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 can play. They're long. They defend. They knock down shots. They trap you. They throw. Eight nine guys at you, man. This is a team that plays an exciting brand of uh, basketball. They can pressure you, and uh, they're going to be tough to beat. Oh, they're they're definitely going to be tough to beat. And and honestly, uh, Sam, I think their guard is probably the best player. Um, Silver. Yeah, Silver. I think Silver is probably probably one of the best players in the nation. You know, so I I, I really like. His team, I like his play, but he has a tendency too to to not communicate well with his players. He's a yeller, screamer, a Bobby Knight kind of guy, and, and I just don't, I just don't see him uh, having a having having what it takes to take this team far. If Missouri can get past Colorado State, Missouri can cause some problems for a Louisville team. Uh, Missouri just 
uh, your your old coach that got Miami's basketball program in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Coach uh, Hay. Coach Hay. Uh, but that's a Missouri team that has a, a big time point guard in Presley that uh that that'll be a great uh, round two matchup. Uh but uh other than that, I, I see Duke and possibly Michigan State meeting in the Elite Eight uh for a shot at Louisville to advance to the final four. Michigan State's gonna be a tough out in that bracket also. Talking about a Tom Izzo coach team, man. Tom Izzo is a—he's just a big-time college basketball coach. His, his teams—they they play tough, they grind you out. And um, Coach Izzo is on record saying that he feels that his team can beat anybody, but unfortunately, they can be beat by anybody. And he said after going through the Big Ten season this year, he's ready to play anybody. He'll rather play the Lakers than to face another Big Ten opponent. <laughs> Well, I would say, man, Coach Hates has done a, a very good job. He did a good job at Miami, even though he um, has some controversy down down south. He kept but, his job. Now you can't be a hypocrite. He kept uh, his job. Um, no, he left he town. Did, he didn't pay for no abortion, but he's still he, coaching. He, he left town. He didn't set a good example. He left town. He lost his job. No, he, he left. He, he decided he, he left. to leave. Yeah, he decided because, that Missouri was a better job than Miami. That's what he decided. He did not get fired. There is some man. Come on now. When you feel the heat, when you don't have to wait until the water starts boiling for you to get hot, for it to get hot, man. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you could just feel a little heat around your ankles, and you know it's coming up towards your knees and your thighs, and you need to get out of the water, man. He saw the heat coming. He saw what was. So happening. you would be okay with Coach Patino if he would have took another job, if he'd have left. No, 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 no. I would. I, I, yes, I would have. I would have felt better if he had been basically either resigned or fired from there. But he, he still would have. He still would have another job because he's Rick Patino. You're right. You're right. I would have felt better. I really would have. I would have felt like Kentucky cared enough about. But he wow. still was going to be coaching and setting examples for young coaching. men. He wouldn't have been coaching in Louisville. You understand what I'm saying? Hey, but, man, this Missouri team is second in the nation in rebounds. You know, 41.4 rebounds a game. You know, this team is, 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 a, is a solid team. And Coach Hayes is a good coach. So I, I, I can see them coming out of this region. I really like their point guard, Presley. He's a guy that he, he's going to put his players in position his teammates in position to be successful. Uh, you know, Missouri had they had a big run last year. They were upset in the first round as a number two seed. Uh, but they got a lot of guys back, man. They even got some transfers in from other schools. Uh, it could be a potential scary matchup for Louisville in round two, but I, I really don't see anybody beating Louisville uh, in, in, until – possibly a matchup with Duke or Michigan State. They're playing the first-round game in, in Lexington, man, in Kentucky. You're talking about home court advantage. Come on. This is going to be almost unfair. He's a powerful man <laughs> in Kentucky, I'm telling you. Hey, but, Sam, talking about another team in Kentucky, man, the University of Kentucky won the national championship last year, and here this year they're not even in the tournament. They'll be playing in the, in the JV tournament. Hey, they are the number one seed in the NIT. I don't see them. I don't see them winning the NIT. I really don't. I don't. I don't see them uh, winning the NIT either. You know, um, Kentucky's a team that they have a lot of talent, but uh, they lost the potential number one pick in the draft uh, when, when they lost uh, young man Noel. It it, it, it was a. Uh, it was heartbreaking for them. They finished up four and four without him in the lineup. Uh, 
but you know, help is on the way. Uh, Rick Pitino, what, 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 what did, I mean, what did John Calipari do? He went out and signed six McDonald's All Americans, man. So uh, there's going to be a lot of competition at Kentucky uh, next year. Uh, there's even some people that feel that a lot of guys on this team won't even be good enough to play next year with a. Uh, with the group of talent they have coming in. Hey, Daryl, another thing uh, before we move on to the free agent frenzy, uh, you know, uh, a thing, uh, I'm looking at the scenes, I'm looking at the brackets, and uh, something that really rubbed me the wrong way, there's a couple teams, uh, uh, for example, uh, Oregon. Oregon beat UCLA for the Pac-12 championship. UCLA is a 12, uh, UCLA is a 6 seed, Oregon's a 12 seed. Uh, Ole Miss. They beat Florida for the SEC championship. Now, Florida should be a higher seed uh, than Ole Miss. I'm not saying that. But for Ole Miss to be a 12 seed, uh, you know, I know the SEC is down this year, but that's just a lack of respect for these teams. And uh, you're talking about tough first-round matchups. Oregon is playing at number five, Oklahoma State, in San Jose. And uh, Ole Miss will be playing Wisconsin and Kansas City. I like Ole Miss. Uh, to beat Wisconsin, but uh, how do you feel about a team they uh, they go through? They have a pretty good year. In Ole Miss case, they're twenty six and eight. They had a couple bad losses, but uh, you're talking about a team that was potentially wasn't going to make the tournament if they didn't win the um, SEC championship, and they win the conference championship, and they're twelve seed. You, you know, you, you said you said it right, Sam. They probably wouldn't even be in the tournament. They'd be in the NIT if they hadn't won the SEC. So I could see where they they come in at a at a high seed like twelve. But I don't understand when a team like Miami wins the ACC tournament and they win the ACC. You know they have the best record in the conference. Because then my- they turn around and win the conference. I, I don't understand that. They they should have easily been the number one seed. Um, in, in that bracket, man. I understand Indiana has had a – they were the number one team in the nation at one point. They, they, But they just didn't do enough towards the end of the season. Though. Well, Indiana played in the toughest conference. In, uh, in Some would say the ACC has, has the been tough. Uh, the two arguments is going to be the um, – the Big East and the Big Ten. But uh, I, I really feel what hurt Miami in their bid to be a number one seed is just a lack of history. Uh, you, know, you, you look at the basketball program, uh, and, and history should have nothing to do with the body of work that Miami uh, did this year because they, they have been outstanding, and they lost two games, one on the last second uh, buzzer beater, or two on buzzer beaters, one on the last second uh, jump shot, and another one on the tip in. So, uh, but but they have been nothing short of out, outstanding. If the shoe was on the other foot, if this was Duke or North Carolina, that would be a slam dunk number one seed. I just really feel that uh, Miami has to earn the respect of the committee. But uh, other than that, uh, th- that's really my only reason that they're not a number one seed. But I, I really feel it's going to work out best for Miami being a number two seed. Well, I'm glad you feel that way, Sam. But at the same time, it's some of these coaches, like like Coach Donovan, you know, and and and, and coaches. Some of these coaches have so much pull and so much power that they're gonna get these seeds regardless whether they deserve them or not. And and you wonder about some of these coaches like VCU. This this guy Shaka, you know, he's he he he's getting a reputation. It's like he's a nice looking guy. Is that who we want? Is that is that get you? 
two extra points because you're a good-looking guy or you're a young up-and-coming coach or or you are a hot coach and been a hot coach for for a good program for a while. You just wonder, is, does these things make a difference? Hey, and guys, you're listening don't. to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. We'll be right back after this break to continue breaking down the NCAA tournament. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Sam, you know, Rick Pitino won't be in the tournament this year. Um, Calipari. John Calipari won't be. Uh, John Calipari won't be in the tournament this year. Um, um, Maryland. A, a traditionally very powerful basketball team won't be in the NCAA tournament this year. Alabama, who's always been a, a, a team that's made the NCAA, they won't be in the tournament this year. Hey, Tennessee, they'll be. They they they've been struggling since uh, Pearls uh, left, but uh, I I really think Conzo Martin is doing a good job uh, uh, rebuilding that program after going through a little um, adversity. Uh, after the adversity that Tennessee went through. I also think that Anthony Grant's doing a good job at the University of Alabama. Some of these schools, they're just traditionally football schools, so they're trying to change the culture of some of these programs. Uh, we, we wish those guys luck next year, but I'll tell you what, the best thing for some of the, uh, the players in these programs that uh, didn't get the opportunity uh, to play in the NCAA tournament is uh, the next best thing is being – in the NIT where they can continue to play, they can continue to develop and work with their coaches. And, uh, you know, this can uh, catapult them to great things next year. Uh, so hopefully next year we'll be talking about some of these programs. I'm going to go on a limb and say I promise you that Kentucky's going to make the tournament next year. 
<laughs> wow, that's a stretch, Sam. You know, I, I I think I'll agree with you on that. I really do. Yeah, hey Sam, before we close out this NCAA bracket, man, do you have any any favorite moments in NCAA basketball for your for you or NCAA basketball tournament? Well, I'm I'm going to go uh, back in the day, uh, shaking bacon, Mark Macon, and I, and I'm going to go. Uh, Mark Macon, because, you know, Mark Macon's my big brother, man. Uh, just him taking a, a Temple program that was in the mid-majors and for four years, uh, uh, the first, uh, his freshman year, they were number one seed in the tournament. I think they made it to the Sweet 16. Uh, they, they struggled a little bit in the second and third year, but his senior year, uh, he was able to get them to the Elite Eight, and they lost a, a close game to uh, North Carolina. He had a shootout with a Rick Fox, man. So, uh, you know, some of those moments. Uh, also, Tyus Etney dribbling the ball down the court for uh, UCLA against Missouri and, and in, in about two or three seconds, shooting a layup to beat Missouri, man. And uh, UCLA went on to win the championship. Uh, th- there's just so many great stories uh, and, and memories from March Madness. And, and I tell you, man, this is truly one of the best times if you're a sports fan where you can sit down and you can watch games. And, and if you're a fan, tune in tomorrow. You got North Carolina A&T at Liberty at uh, 640 tomorrow. That's the first round play-in game. And then you're also going to have St. Mary's at Middle Tennessee. So really the festivities start tomorrow. March Madness is official starting tomorrow. <laughs> I like how you say that, Sam. Hey, but my my uh, my moment in history for March Madness, man, would have to be Carmelo Anthony, man. This guy, when he was at Syracuse, he literally he literally won the tournament by himself. I mean, he he just had a phenomenal season. He was one and done at Syracuse. Went to the pros right after that season in 2003. Played on 2004 Olympic team. But man, this guy was one heck of a player. I mean, he's an Olympic champion. He has not had the success he had in college in the pros, but um, I, I really see him someday getting with somebody that's going to help him take his game, take his his team, the New York Knicks, to a um, to a championship. Maybe it might not even be with the Knicks, but he's going to win a he's going to win a in a um, a basketball championship in the NBA. Just like he did in the uh, NCAA. So my my favorite moment in NCAA history is um, Carmelo Anthony, man, doing his thing in 2003. He did take Syracuse on a magical ride, man, and him being a true freshman that that, that was a that that was a great ride that he took them on. But he also had another fr- uh, freshman that uh, really kind of assisted him, McNamara, yeah, point guard. Uh-huh. Hit some big shots for him, man. Hey, but Daryl, man, I, I tell you what, March Madness. Uh, Field of 68 plus NFL free agency equals March Madness. And when you talk about NFL free agency, man, uh, Mike Wallace, he kicked down the door. I don't know if he was waving a 4-4, but he did kick down the door. And uh, he uh, he ordered Miami to show him the loot. And uh, Miami paid Mike Wallace, man, from Pittsburgh. You know, last year was a guy we spent a lot of time talking about uh, as a receiver. Uh, he couldn't come to terms with uh, Pittsburgh. They franchised him. They ended up giving his contract to uh, Antonio Brown. So uh, what do you think about uh, the Mike Wallace signing with Miami? How do you think um, he's going to fit in with the program at Miami, man? 
You know, man, uh, money talks, and I really think money has said a lot to Mike Wallace. I think he learned a lesson last year when, when he held out with Pittsburgh, didn't get what he wanted, came back with his tail between his legs. This year he had an opportunity to go out in free agency and, and get a big contract. I'm so happy to see the Miami Dolphins stepping out and doing what it takes to put seats, to put, uh, Put people in that stand, man. They need people to come to the games in Miami. It's a beautiful stadium. Uh, they just have to have a team, have to put a winning product on the field. And I think Mike Wallace is the start of the Miami Dolphins taking their taking their team to the next level Five and bringing years. some winning, winning, winning back to Miami. Five Dolphins years, football. $60 million, uh, hey. $27 fully guaranteed. And, uh, you know, the Miami Dolphins didn't stop there. They went out and signed the, uh, the linebacker, Ellerby, from the Baltimore Ravens. How do you feel about that signing? Man, phew. I'm telling you, I think Miami is doing what it takes to put people in the stands and make this team a a, a – a good team. I mean, and we're talking about a team that's possibly going to the playoffs. And that's the only way they're going to get the fans back is this team make the playoffs next year. And the people at, in, the, in the front office in Miami appear to know what they're doing now. They know they have to put a better product on the field than they have in the last five years because the fan base has really been sinking into the ground in the last five years. And they have to bring people back to the games, man. So I'm very happy with that. Well, um, you know, they went out, Ellerby, he got a 35-year, $35 million contract, man. Uh, I'll I, I tell you what, the one, thing I, the one thing I like about these two signings is uh, the Miami showing a commitment to winning. Uh, I, I really like their aggressiveness in the free agency uh, uh, market. Uh, but I will say this, this is a team that lost two games last year. They lost one on the timeout. They, they kind of outsmarted themselves and called the timeout uh, on a missed field goal, and then the team came back and made the field goal. Uh, this is a team that's very, very close to being a playoff team, and I think these signings are the type of signings that can possibly push them over the edge. I, I don't like the fact that they didn't um, – they weren't able to hold on to Reggie Bush, and they lost Jake Lone today. But I do think that this is a team that's moving in the right direction. I really think they're moving in the right direction, too. And I'm really sad to see them lose Jake Lone because he was a first-round pick for them. And, um, he, and he was a, a solid player, too. But, um, hey, I think this team is moving in the right direction, man. I really do. And uh, what about uh, the Baltimore Ravens, man? This is a team that uh, they won the Super Bowl, but uh, – after winning the Super Bowl, Ray Lewis retired. Uh, Ed Reed's a free agent. Uh, they've had a lot of guys that they've uh, either cut or lost in free agency. Uh, what, what do you think about some of the moves the Ravens are making? You know, did did, did Joe Flacco take all the money and there's just not enough to, to pay other players? Did they just, just I mean, it seemed, seemed like they just broke the bank with Flacco and – Almost like saying, hey, Ed Reed, I'm not sure if we're going to have enough for you. Um, I'm, I'm not so sure, man. I, I just don't, I don't think Ed Reed is going to be coming back because uh, I don't think he's going to take less money. You, you know, the one thing, uh, I really have a lot of um, respect for, uh, for Ozzie Newsom. I, I really like uh, Coach Harbaugh. And, and uh, I really like these moves they make. I know sometimes the average fan, they might not agree with the moves that this team is making, but a lot of times you see teams make the mistake of trying to 
trying to keep a team together based off what they accomplished last year. 2012 and 2013 is uh, totally separate. And uh, Coach Harbaugh referenced today, uh, he said he learned a long time ago from the great Bo Schembechler that, uh, you know, trying to keep teams together, they don't make you any better. A lot of times you get worse in the process. And, and some of these guys that they're past their prime. I would like to see them re-sign Ed Reed under the right circumstances, but man, it, it, if you believe in Ozzie, uh, in Ozzie Newsom's track record, this is a guy that has uh, done a tremendous job with the Baltimore Ravens, and uh, you know Flacco took up a lot of the cap. But uh, some of these guys, man, they uh, they didn't believe that Ellaby was worth seven million million a year. They didn't believe that Kruger was worth eight million dollars a year. Uh, you have to know what's on your talent. You have to use your um, scouts and go out and scout players and do a good job at the combine. And I, I really feel that Baltimore is going to be in pretty good hands. And you know, man, when you think about the the body of work that Ozzy Newsom Ozzy Newsom has done. He's going to have this team solid, you know, with or without Ed Reed, with or without Ray Lewis. He's going to have this team solid, and he's going to and he's going to do his homework, and he's going to be there. To, 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 like you say, he's going to do a, a great job scouting. He's done that in the past, and uh, I see if anyone's going to pull it together and do it right, it'll be Ozzy Newsom. Hey guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM. We'll be right back after the break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel you may not know all their names but you certainly know what they did they helped make this game into what it is today now we can do more to help them the nfl alumni association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow to learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Sam, Greg Jennings signed with the Minnesota Vikings today, you know, and that's one of the top free agents that's out there still. 
and he's no longer out there. He's with the Minnesota Vikings, and I think Green Bay is going to really miss him, man. Uh, they're, they're definitely going to miss him, but uh, Jennings is also going to miss. Uh, he's going to miss Aaron Rodgers. There's going to be a, a big difference in <laughs> catching passes from Aaron Rodgers and Christian uh, sure. Ponder, man. I mean, it was a it's a five year contract up to for forty five million dollars, seventeen seventeen point eight fully guaranteed, man. There's no loyalty in sports, you know. At the end of the day, the almighty dollar is going to rule, but uh. I, I really feel that uh, he's going to one. He's going to make Christian Ponder a better quarterback. Uh, the the Vikings lost Percy Harvin. They traded him. Uh, Greg Jennings is going to give them an outside threat, uh, someone that can take some pressure off of Adrian Peterson. Uh, I think the Vikings got to make some. They got to add a couple more pieces, either via free agency or through the draft. But this this is a team that's going to be dangerous. Whenever you got number twenty eight on the field running the football for you. Uh, you're going to have teams that's going to almost have to put eight guys in the box if they want to have success stopping the run. So this is going to give Jennings some opportunities on the outside. Uh, hopefully he can uh, aid Christian Ponder in his development as a quarterback. But uh, if Christian Ponder can't get the job done, I, I really like the um, the Matt Castle signing uh by the Vikings, uh, also picking up Matt Castle when he was released from the Chiefs. They signed him uh, to a four, uh, a $4 million uh, deal for this upcoming season. So I really think uh, that's going to, one, help Christian Ponder also get better. you got a veteran quarterback that can kind of mentor you. And, two, if it's not working out, you got a guy that can step in and uh, that, that's been there. Yeah, I really like that move. Hey, but I tell you, man, the move that I like the most so far is a Steven Jackson and Tony Gonzalez coming back, too, at, with Atlanta. You know, Steven Jackson gives the, gives the Atlanta Falcons a running threat that, you know, um, Jason, uh, Strolls, Strolls gave him a good running, running attack last year, but I don't think he's he's the same as, you know, he's gotten a little age on him. Steven Jackson's 30 years old, but, man, he runs with authority all the time. You know, it, it, it's tough. Um it's rare in the NFL that you're able to add a guy that has over 10,000 yards rushing, and that's what Atlanta was able to do with the signing of Steven Jackson. Also, for the price of $4 million per season, that seems like a bargain for the type of back that Steven Jackson is. I think he's going to really do a great job with the Atlanta Falcons. You got Julio Jones. You got Roddy White. You got Gonzalez coming back. You got your your change of pace running back that they have there, the um, the little speed guy. Uh, I, I really feel, man, it's just uh, Arthur Blank is doing everything he can to bring a Super Bowl to Atlanta. Uh, they're adding the pieces. A lot of people are saying that it's either Super Bowl or bust uh, from from Matt Ryan, and uh, I, I don't know if that's fair. I, I really think that uh, the the Falcons got to get to the uh, NFC Championship game or or possibly to the Super Bowl for this to be worth it, but uh, I, I really like that signing. I also like uh, the signing by the Detroit Lions, man, uh, of Reggie Bush uh, for $4 million a season. Uh, I, I think that was a big-time uh, pickup. And, uh, you know, Reggie Bush said one of the things that really sold him on the lines is when he watched the film with the coaches and they sold him on, look how deep those safeties are. Two, 
two two high safeties. Look how deep they are, and that's the respect that Kevin Johnson demands. And uh, there, there's going to be a lot of open running lanes for Reggie Bush. And you're talking about one of the most versatile running backs in the in in the NFL. Man, his his issue has has been staying healthy. But uh, I think the last two years he's really proven that he can run the ball between the tackles, that he can get those tough yards, and he can be a threat. Now, is he a guy that I would like to run through the middle or between the tackles on a consistent basis? No, he's a guy. That I'm going to take advantage of his unique skill set, and I'm going to put him in space. I'm going to put him on the linebacker or the safety one on one, and, and I'm going to really like my chances, especially with seven guys in the um, box. I think that was, to me, that was the top free agent signing, the Reggie Bush. You know, I, I I really like Reggie Bush, but when I look at Reggie Bush and, and his his age at this point, what he's done in his career, you know. I think the best thing for Reggie Bush last year was playing on natural grass in Miami. He goes now to artificial turf, and trust me, artificial turf will hurt you worse than any linebacker you'll come across, man. And I think that is probably going to be the downfall. It's going to hurt him more playing on turf than it ever did playing on grass in Miami. But, man, I look at Wes Welker, man. How lucky can you be? You know, you you lose Tom Brady as your quarterback – but you gained Peyton Manning as your quarterback. Man, you know, I think he just got thrown in the brow pack. There will be no drop-off in uh, quarterback play uh, for West Worker. A lot of times receivers, uh, they'll go, they'll take the big money, and, uh, you know, if there's a drop-off, the quarterback's not the same. They're not delivering the ball. They're not putting it in the, uh, in the right spot. But uh, the one thing I can say, I, I've been – Blessed. I feel that it's just been truly a blessing for me. I can say that I played with both of these quarterbacks, uh, Tom Brady at Michigan and Peyton Manning in Indianapolis. Uh, Wes Wecker will not miss a beat. I am a little disappointed in uh, Wes Wecker leaving the uh, the Patriots, but uh, I also felt all along, and I mentioned it on air uh, several times, that uh, if he was going to leave, that Denver would be a great spot uh, for him and uh, how they use the slot position. Uh, you know, uh, in the West Worker signing, uh, that, that probably meant the end for uh, Brandon Stokely, one of Peyton Manning's good friends. Uh, Stokely was the person that uh, Peyton stayed with when he went out to visit the Denver uh, Broncos. He was the person that uh, went out with Peyton and uh, played catch at a park, and whenever a jogger or a bike rider would come up, uh, he would scream out jogger. He knew the routes that Peyton wanted him to run, and uh, there was no guarantee that he was going to make the Broncos team, but uh, he ended up, he was signed and he played in over 60% of the snaps uh and uh you know it's probably going to be the end of his career uh as a football player he's had a great career but just talk about just a class guy man and brandon stokely yeah for sure man and you know the denver also signed um LeVon Landry, and I think that's going to be a big move for them, man. Uh, Landry, uh, Landry went to the Colts. He, uh, he signed out uh, from the Jets to the Colts. Uh, he has uh, – you're talking about uh, a big safety. Uh, you know, when you talk about big, rangy, athletic safeties, the, the first guy that comes to my mind is Sean Taylor, man, They're a guy that can run and, and change directions. He was cat quick, and you're talking about 6'3", 235 pounds plus. Landry's uh, 6'3", 220 pounds. He's running close to a 4'4", 40, 4'3", 4'4", 40, man. Uh, he, he's going to be a big-time signing. Uh, 
he was a big time signing for the coach. He's going to do wonders for their secondary. Uh, another thing that we have to mention, we're two minutes to close, is uh, Elvis Dumerville, man. Uh, you know, somebody really dropped the ball. Uh, he was due $12 million this uh, year from the Denver Broncos. They wanted him to. Uh, to reduce his salary to $8 million. He said no. Then he changed his mind. Uh, but the facts didn't get in in time, and he had to end up being released. Well, I- I'm going to tell you what. That was a very costly mistake for the agent because the most money an agent can receive for a player contract is 3%. 3% of $8 million is $240,000. Now, you're talking about a guy that's upset with the phone company, whoever made the facts, man, it has to be that agent. That agent was fired, and uh, Mr. Dumerville is going to be one of the hottest free agents on the market. Oh, yeah. I'm sure by the time we talk on Monday, he will have signed a $12 million contract, Sam. And, 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 hey, man, the guy deserves to get fired if he makes a mistake. Sometimes simple mistakes are not tolerated, and some mistakes deserve to be fired behind. You're right. Hey, guys, we're coming to the close. Uh, you know, we have a lot of more, lots, lots more free agent news to talk about. We're going to um, continue with our free agent news. We'll be here next week to update you on the NCAA tournament. We'll be back next week. Sports Info UM on the Voice American Network. Peace. Hey, Tim Tebow may have a job in Orlando. Proud of this, baby. Hey, y'all have a good week. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.